is it going? Welcome back to Mind Body Fit. For those of you who are new here, I am your host, Jess J. And before we dive into today's episode, I just want to make sure that you've hit that follow or subscribe button, depending on the platform you're tuning in on. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and enjoy what you hear today, I would really appreciate if you could head over to the show's page, scroll to the bottom and leave the podcast a five-star rating and review. But now that's out of the way, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for tuning in and let's all dive straight into today's episode. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 25 of the MBF podcast on 10 habits that have helped me live my best life. When writing this podcast, it was actually a solid reminder for me to bring back some of these habits that I've let slip recently because life has been so crazy. And I just wanted to start with acknowledging that because I think so often when we hear about other people's regular habits, we assume that they're always doing them, that they're always consistent, that they never fall off the bandwagon and that they've always got their shit together. Well, believe me, I don't have my shit together a lot of the time. And of these habits, some of them I am always consistent with and others I definitely need to kick my own ass up with them from time to time. I'll go into more detail with each habit, but I just wanted to preface with that. I'm such a huge believer that our habits make up our lives, not just in the way that they make up a lot of our days, but also that often our habits are what lay down the foundation of the pathways we take in life. Over the last almost decade of being a trainer and a coach, I've seen just how habits can take control of people's lives in the good ways and the bad ways. And just like everything else, what we struggle with and excel in with our habits is different for each of us. What comes easy to me may be difficult for you and vice versa. I think what's important to remember, though, is that regardless of how easy or how difficult a habit is to make or break, it can always be done. Some may take longer than others, but it can always be done. In fact, there's a misconception around that it only takes 21 days to break a habit. However, studies have shown that the average amount of time it takes to make or break a habit is around 66 days. And that, for most people, to form a new habit, it can take between 18 to 254 days. So if you're trying to make or break a habit and you're feeling defeated because day 22 has come around and you're not feeling any more in control with it than on day one, don't be defeated. Good things come with time. Speaking of time, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know how much I value your time and my time. And as a result, try to keep these podcast episodes short, sharp, and straight to the point. So without further ado, let's explore the 10 habits that have helped me live my best life. One, exercising regularly. Now, would I even be a PT if this wasn't the first habit on my list? I've been consistently exercising at minimum twice per week for about 15 years now bar the six months where we were traveling. And I can confidently say that I'll be continuing this habit all of my life. Not only did exercise help me overcome some mental health battles I was dealing with when I was younger, it also helped skyrocket my physical and mental strength and confidence. Honestly, I cannot praise this habit enough. I've not only felt, but I've seen firsthand in my clients how exercising regularly can simultaneously improve your physical and mental health tenfold. It can rehabilitate new and old injuries, reduce pain, improve lifestyle, increase confidence, increase self-belief, level up your strength and fitness, tone your body, lose the weight, 
release the stress, and literally release endorphins, your happy hormones. If there was any habit I was able to look in life for, this would be the one. And I'm telling you, if you're not doing it, you're missing out. All right, enough exercise talk. Moving on to habit number two, eating adequate protein. This is such an undervalued and underacknowledged habit that holds so much power. Eating enough protein can help you increase muscle mass, improve your strength, help you maintain your bone density, boost your metabolism, lower your blood pressure, help you lose weight, repair after injury, and stay fit as you age. On top of this, I've found eating enough protein can keep you fuller for longer and help you maintain a weight and composition that you're happy with. I'm telling you, eat adequate protein. Okay, habit number three, exploring growth. If you're anything like me, the words exploring growth might seem a little woo-woo, but trust me, I'm not a woo-woo girl. When I talk about exploring growth, I'm just talking about expanding your capabilities. Whether it be physically or mentally, exploring my capabilities and continuing to push those boundaries to grow has helped transform me into someone I'm really proud of today. So often I find change or growth is praised when we're younger, but frowned upon when we're older. But who said the growth was supposed to stop when we became adults? I see life as an ever-changing adventure filled with possibilities. And if we're just staying still, we miss out on so much. I've been able to explore growth through studying, reading, exploring, traveling, talking, listening, and watching. Exploring growth as a habit doesn't come in a set way. It comes in many forms, but in forms that allow you to expand in one way or another so that you can continue growing as a human and reaching new limits. It can help you change careers, start businesses, visit your dream country, finally lose the weight, meet new people. The possibilities are literally limitless when you begin exploring growth. And I, for one, plan on trying as many possibilities as possible. All right. Number four, listening to music or podcasts. This one I've been a lot more consistent with lately as I've just discovered a whole new love for listening to conversations on podcasts. Just listening, listening to someone else speak, much like you are right now. Or listening to someone speak to someone else, the interactions, the laughter, the learnings. At other times in my life, I've found the same joy from simply listening to music. Music has this unreal power to bring out so much in us. Emotions, energy, realizations. Listening to music unlocks parts of us that only music can. And whether it helps you smile, cry, or dance, I'm telling you, there is power there. If you're feeling a little disconnected lately, I can't recommend enough throwing some headphones in or your speaker on and seeing where your playlist takes you. Next up, number five learning more about myself. Now, I just want to start by saying I know to some people this is their worst nightmare. I know my fair share of people who would rather pour chili oil into their eyeballs than learn more about themselves. So if this is you, just hear me out. The more you learn about yourself, the more you can deliver yourself a life that fulfills you. I'll say it again. The more you learn about yourself, the more you can deliver yourself a life that fulfills you. Here's a really quick insight into one of the learnings I had on myself. In a gym environment, you get to hear a lot about other people's choices and literally watch them carry it out. For example, one reason people often cancel their gym membership is because they're moving. And more often than not, it's because they're moving overseas. 
no end date, no huge plans, just taking a risk and exploring the world. Now, every time someone would tell me this at the gym, I would respond with, oh, I wish I could do that. I just wish I could pack up and travel the world, but I just don't have the right personality. I honestly can't tell you how many times I've said that. But do you know what happened when I burnt myself out so much that I wanted to leave? I packed up and I traveled the world. I did it. Not in the same way that others did. I didn't backpack with no end date in mind. But what I learned about myself in researching possibilities for that trip and eventually booking it was that I was the personality that feared risk, but I wasn't the personality that didn't still take it if it was calculated. By doing all of the research, figuring out what I was and wasn't okay with, initially doing some shorter overseas holidays, and in talking to lots of friends who had traveled, I was able to discover more about me and what I was and wasn't willing to do. And still, to this day, that decision to travel is one of the best decisions of my life and one that I could have never made if I wasn't willing to learn more about myself. You can do more, experience more, live more when you're willing to learn about yourself. All right, number six kind of ties in with the last, and that is traveling. Since that trip I just talked about, I've continued to keep travel as not just a value, but an actual habit of mine, a habit to make sure that I don't just stay in the same place every year. Sure, I'm not taking trips around the world annually right now with an 18-month-old, but I'm also not staying still all year long. And believe me, with an 18-month-old, it can be super tempting to just stay still all year long. By treating travel like a habit, it means I'm constantly seeing more, experiencing more, learning more, and also keeping an importance on taking breaks and having fun. It may seem weird that I need to start a habit for that, but if you're a workaholic like me who loves their job, you'll get what I mean. To me, traveling or exploring has become as much of an important habit to my overall happiness and success in life as exercise or eating well, and one that I have absolutely zero plans on giving up. All right, we're getting there. Number seven is reading. Now, let me start this one with saying that I'm pretty shithouse at this habit, to be honest. It's in here because it's a habit I get so much from that has been something I've wanted to improve on for a really long time and one that no matter what, I always come back to. I don't know why, but putting the time aside to read just doesn't come naturally to me. I always opt to do the work or the chores or even just put on Netflix before I'll read. I have no idea why because when I do stop to read, I love it and the benefits I receive improve my mood, sleep and overall mindset. I think I'm telling you this because I know for a lot of people, things like exercising or eating well is the same. And so I want you to know that's completely normal. We all have things we know are good for us that we know we should do more of, but we find it difficult to follow through. The important thing, though, is that we keep focusing on it regardless. By keeping reading something I've wanted to improve on, I've probably read 20 books in the last five years. Now, to an avid reader, that's nothing. They might read 50 books a year. And do I read as much as I'd like? No. However, by keeping some focus on it, I've been able to read 20 more books in that time than nothing at all. And I know from that experience that whenever I need to improve my mood, sleep, or overall mindset, I can just come back to a good book. All right, we're getting there now. Number eight, getting fresh air and sunshine. 
I spend most of my time inside a gym environment with aircon, bright lights, and loud music. So this one has been imperative, not just to my mental health, but for my physical health as well. We as humans were meant to breathe in fresh air. We were meant to get sunlight and the benefits we receive from even just a small amount of those two things daily are exponential. In fact, these two things have been shown to reduce your stress levels, increase your levels of serotonin, which can naturally boost your mood, calm your mindset and give you more focus. It has been shown to strengthen your immune system, level up your vitamin D, decrease your blood pressure and heart rate and improve your sleep. I don't think I need any further evidence to convince you that a little fresh air and sunshine can go a long way. So let's let it be easy and move on to number nine, taking baths. How good is a bath? Honestly, just letting your body soak in water, maybe with some Epsom salts, relaxing it, maybe a candle, relaxing your eyes, and even a good book in your hand or some music playing in the background. Baths for me are essential from time to time because I'm forced not to be on my phone. I'm forced to step away from technology. And even if it's just for 20 minutes, I'm forced to stop and relax. It helps my body recover after a hard week and does wonders for my mind when I've been stressed. It gives me time and space to get clear on what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling. And as a result, allows me to make better choices. It's amazing how difficult it is to get clear when we're constantly bombarded with notifications and ads without even realizing. Taking a bath feels like a way to honor our bodies and minds for what they do for us every single day and saying to them, it's okay, here's a little time for you. Again, much like reading, I'm not super regular or consistent with this, but keeping a focus on it has really gone a long way for my mind and body. Okay, number 10. And let me tell you, I think I've left the best for last. The habit I am most glad to have started and most grateful for the results. Are you ready? Number 10 is taking risks. Taking risks. It might seem like another strange thing to call a habit, but to me, taking risks is an important part of my life that I focus on repeating. And when I don't, often don't feel at my best. Sometimes it's bigger risks like giving up my job to start my own business or leaving the business to travel the world, but it can also be found in smaller decisions like risking that bit of money to get a new qualification I'm not sure I'll use, or even risking that weekend Saturday to try something new. Risks can come big and small, but if you're never taking them, you're missing out on so much. Without risk, I would be living in a small town, probably hating my job. I'm almost certain I'd be single or in a relationship I was unhappy with. I doubt I'd have any qualifications to my name, and I don't think I would have ever left the country. Risk-taking has literally shaped my life from where I live to what I do for work to who I'm married to what I have experienced, and to be honest, I can't think about the fact that I might not have done those things for too long because it genuinely scares me. Often people shy away from risks because it's scary, but for me, it's not taking the risk that's even scarier. If you're not happy with where you are in life, ask yourself, am I risking enough to get there? And if not, am I willing to? So there you have it, the 10 habits that have shaped my life. Exercising regularly, eating adequate protein, exploring growth, listening to podcasts or music, learning more about myself, traveling, reading, getting fresh air and sunshine, having baths and taking risks. Maybe you do some of these, maybe you do all of these, maybe you do none of these, or maybe you have some of your own incredible habits to add. 
In fact, if you do have some to add, I would love for you to DM me or comment them on my post for today's podcast on my Instagram at jess.j. I would absolutely love to learn from you. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, let it be easy. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind Body Fit podcast. If you're enjoying the episode so far, I would love for you to subscribe or follow on the platform you're tuning in on. You can do this from the main podcast page and it will ensure you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in each week and I'll chat to you next week where once again, we're going to let it be easy.